Imagine, if you will, working at a large-ish company, say 500 employees. Every professional in the company has now been issued with this, a Surface Duo 2 with Microsoft Teams, Outlook, OneNote, OneDrive and Office all baked in and all taking advantage in some wonderful way of the dual screen system. On the go, I'd be responding to email, checking into what my fellow project members are up to, taking part in multi-person video calls, often doing two things at once, such as taking notes while chatting, juggling IMs and emails, that sort of thing. The Surface Duo is the perfect device for this sort of thing, short of everyone having to carry around a laptop everywhere they go. My still imaginary company will have paid about £1,000 each exvat for each device in bulk. Though there was then lots of overhead in terms of IT department setup, configuration time, training and ongoing support. And as with most company devices, the actual cost factoring in overhead is probably 2000 or 3000 by the end of a typical two year period. In which case the purchase cost, again in bulk, of the Surface Duo 2 is only about a third of the total and almost irrelevant. This then is Microsoft's vision for the Surface Duo 2 and it all makes perfect sense. The device as per the first duo, is a potential business productivity powerhouse. Except that Microsoft clearly also now wants consumers, or at least enthusiasts, to buy the Duo 2. And this is almost certainly because the enterprise vision, as I just laid out in my imagination, didn't pan out for the original duo, with sales almost non-existent. So here we have the Microsoft selling to individuals at starting £1,350, including VAT, and up to £1,590 for the half terabyte version, which is crazy. The aforementioned imaginary employees were given the imaginary Duo 2s by their imaginary company, but all of them, all the employees, will also have had their own private smartphone, typically an iPhone or Android device, which is optimised for social, music, media watching, imaging, whereas the Surface Duo 2 is optimised for exactly none of these. Yes, you can browse two social media apps at once. Yes, you can scroll through your music library while reading a web page on the other. Yes, you can take excellent photos on the Duo 2, but let's face it, you'll be happier on your traditional glass monoslab, which fits better in your pocket, is easier to access without having to keep unfolding it first, is way easier to case and protect, is massively cheaper, is properly waterproof, and which offers consumer functions with a minimum of form factor faff. So why would a consumer, even a tech enthusiast, buy the Microsoft Surface Duo 2? I'm struggling to be honest, even when its predecessor, the original Duo, was at fire sale prices £680 new, even then it wasn't a slam dunk recommendation, as a main phone at least. There's a tinge of sadness in all this because the Surface Duo is derived from Microsoft's Project Andromeda, first leaked in 2017, with surprisingly few hardware differences. Originally, Windows 10 Mobile was going to be the OS used with tweaks for the two screens. Then the plan got changed to run Windows 10 on ARM. Then it got changed again to run Android in 2019 for the original Duo's eventual release in 2020. But Android is unashamedly a consumer mobile OS. Wouldn't it have made more sense to have Windows in some form on this form factor in terms of productivity in parallel to an existing iOS or Android phone on the side? Well, maybe. Now, it's true that Microsoft has seriously upped the specs game over the original Duo. We have a triple camera on the back of one display angle so that the device can fold almost flat. 
Results from it are very good indeed. The usual contrast edge and colour enhancements plus noise reduction, but tastefully done. And this is right up there with the better iPhones and galaxies of this world. See the samples here. Focusing is quick and good. Colours are excellent throughout. Zoom is limited but reliable and nighttime shots need a little tapping to aid exposure, but results aren't bad at all. sample on the Surface Duo 2. Everything seems more or less there in photo and video, just a bit of lag here and there. See what you think of the audio quality. This blustery autumn day in the UK. This is the wide angle, ultra wide that is. And there being some boats up there, let's switch to the two times telephoto, all of which I can do while, while recording without any breaks. Sony style. Now the shooting experience is a little odd because of where the cameras and screens are. You have to shoot photos with the phone opened out with the bottom half of the phone kind of hanging down as if you had a folio case on the traditional phone. So if you've ever ridiculed a normal for snapping photos on an iPad out in public, then this is very nearly you with the Surface Duo 2. It's all decidedly non-optimal. It's also worth noting while you're outdoors and trying not to drop this thing that such a folding design is also hard to keep waterproof. Microsoft quotes IPX1 for the Duo 2, which equates to very light rain for 10 minutes. Samsung has gone up to IPX8 for the Z Fold 3 by comparison, thanks to techniques like nano coating the inside. So keep the Duo 2 away from elements, away from dust, away from drops and impacts across the board. We have a Snapdragon Treble 8 with 8GB of RAM on board with a tweaked version of Android 11 for the two screens and everything rocks along nicely. The interface was smooth throughout and my biggest issue was in my brain and getting the hang of the, the vertical home swipes being horizontal in landscape or laptop modes. I'm sure it gets easier as you get the hang of what's possible and know which content is sliding where. Enjoyably, we have truly excellent stereo speakers with good fidelity and volume arranged top left and bottom right in book mode or bottom left and top right and vertical or landscape modes. This could get complicated. <laughs> Here's a demo. Full volume on the full volume on the Surface Duo 2. You don't have to worry about left, right and up, down because the audio always sounds great and full whichever way around you are. So well done, Microsoft, on the whole. As you do change modes from book to tablet, tent to laptop, the user interface does keep up and the appropriate keyboard layout 
is offered. For example, a split tablet keyboard if you're using something across two displays, a single screen keyboard if you're inputting on just one screen, a virtual laptop keyboard if needed, if the screens are on top of each other. All of these could do with a little optimization, but there's loads to customize as it is. And yes, I'm sure Microsoft will fiddle too in updates. There's a tiny glance bar system down the hinge when the Duo 2 is closed. A press on the power button gets you an absolutely minuscule time readout while you get a brief battery readout when plugging into charge and very little else makes it to the display edge. Plus you have to, to view the phone closely and at exactly the right angle. So in practice, this glance system isn't quite as useful as I'd hoped, but no matter. Although having two apps up on a device at once can indeed improve productivity, note that there are times when it's actually more helpful to concentrate on just one. It's why I usually run applications on my laptop in full screen mode. In fact, I've never snapped a window like they show in the demos on Windows or Mac. At least Duo 2 gives you options with spanning across the hinge, with most of the Microsoft applications supporting multi-pane views and with various vertical and landscape splits, including this laptop mode, typing on full screen glass instead of plastic. The majority of Android applications don't know about two-screened or indeed folding devices, so spanning these results in an overlarged and gapped UI. Still handy in things like Google Maps, mind you, but a pain in the likes of Instagram, contacts and the crypto app here, or indeed anything else that just expects one screen and finds two. App pairs are potentially handy if you always open up the same two applications side by side, such as the Edge browser and OneNote for note taking. It's a nice facility, but I can rarely predict my needs that reliably and the app pair shortcuts would start overwhelming the home screens if you got too carried away, I suspect. I believe in keeping my home screens as simple as possible. Games are hit and miss, not surprisingly. Some work pretty well across both screens. Some have their crucial central data obscured by the hinge. Some insist on one screen in landscape, but then you don't buy the Surface Duo 2 for gaming. So let's move on. So we have an enterprise productivity champion that may sell well, but almost certainly won't. Microsoft is selling to consumers at a price that absolutely ensures it will remain ultra niche and will only sell literally a few thousand if they're lucky. The bill of materials here is in the order of £700, I estimate. Now, add a profit margin uh, and VAT, and swallow the R&D cost as the company's deep pockets. Microsoft could be selling this at £900, maybe £950, maybe even £999. And then they might sell a few million worldwide, which sounds a lot better. But Microsoft still has business and enterprise in mind at heart. They absolutely will not do this. But let's hope for the duo line's sake that enough enterprises do finally show interest. Otherwise, there won't be a Surface Duo 3 for us to enjoy in 2022.